Hello, hello, and welcome to The Jerick Show. I, as always, am Javad Malik, bringing you the latest and greatest stories from the week. Um, and uh, I don't know why the banner says weekly stories, because I work with a professional amateur who cannot get the banners right, who cannot even spell EasyJet correctly. So apologies for the spelling error. That's just my less educated American friend. But anyway, let's get on with the show. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. Yes, yes, yes. So we have got a bunch of really good stories for you today. Well, I say really good. They're really terrible stories because in the world of security, the ideal world would be where there's no stories because nothing bad has happened. But unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. So we have uh, a bunch of stories to cover for you today. And uh, speaking of disappointments and not the world we live in, Eric Crone, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. Uh, I was good until you um, spelt the name of EasyJet wrong. Yeah, made- you know what? I swear I copied and pasted that from one of the stories. Um, who knows? Maybe it was an American story. He's a copy pasta man. Yeah, yeah, this you is, know. This is, this is this is how you got through a lot of your career, like copying and pasting source code and all that other kind of crap, isn't it? Look, 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 look. Just because you spell all the Z words with S and you appropriated um, the English language, you Brits appropriated the English language from us Americans uh, and then uh, added letters and did all this kind of weird crap to it so you could call it your own. Um, it's not my fault. Okay. Don't hold me responsible this for is your actions. Unbelievable behavior. You know, wars have been fought for a lot less than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into the thick and thin of it. Um, we have the Information Commissioner office here in the UK. They do a, they're, they're the big regulator with the, they, they carry a big stick. They've got sharp teeth, apparently. But uh, they were investigating the um, uh, EasyJet breach. And uh, they dropped the probe because of limited resources. That's like, you know, there's been a homicide. And the police say, you know what? We just don't have any detectives. Everyone's on vacation, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we just don't have enough, right? This was, isn't this like the biggest breach in UK history for like records and stuff? It was. It was. It's yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, we don't have enough to deal with that. It's all right. We'll go after the smaller stuff. This looks hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although the conspiracy theorist in me says that maybe the there's a brown envelope full of used <laughs> untraceable notes left <laughs> under the keyboard of someone at the ICO. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, we, we just don't have the resources, I'm afraid. Right. Well, <laughs> flip, flip, flip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is kind of crazy, though, that, that we do live in an age like this where you could have such a large, like, significant breach. And somebody just goes, yeah, we, you know what, not really worth chasing. And part of me, you know, the skeptical side of me is like, what are they actually going to find out anyways, right? There's a good chance that this was through phishing. It's it's kind of like the usual. They could almost rubber stamp a lot of this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, 
what would they do? Get attribution maybe? Or do they not even know who did this? I don't even know at this point. No idea. Nine million customer records were exposed. Oh, Name, addresses, travel details, credit details, and, and what have you. <laughs> um, you know, customers were warned that they could fight, face phishing yeah. attacks and what have you. I mean, don't you all get enough out of your like GDPR fines and stuff that y'all have been leveling? Like, hasn't Facebook single-handedly funded an organization like this for like a decade? <laughs> well, we, we're no longer part of the European Union, so we don't have <laughs> well, GDPR in its true sense. And I, I don't know. But the ICO regulates the whole UK economy, so we have to make a continuously review and make difficult choices about which issues we take forward. This is just, honestly, I'm trying to stay positive with this smells so much of corruption. It's like if you if you underpay your tax by like, say, 50 pounds or something in the year, you get like chased and hounded by, by HMRC unforgivably. But if you swindle like a few billion out of government contracts, it's like, ah, we'll write it off. Yeah. You know, the other thing is maybe they just went, holy crap. We, we we have nothing to go on these days. So uh, instead of showing that we're not good at anything, <laughs> we're just going to say we don't have the funding or we don't have the resources yeah. just because they can't figure out what happened from there. I don't even know. Maybe they hit a brick wall. Just but it is interesting that something this big could be dropped by regulators. Yeah. It's... <sighs> <laughs> Oh, why are you laughing at this story? This is a horrendous story. No, it's one of these, man. I, I, uh, yeah, this so, is. So a year or so ago, we we heard something about this in Florida. There was a a, a plastic surgery yeah. clinic, and they got attacked, and their customers were like saying, "Hey, we're going to leak your data." But in this case, um, photos were actually leaked. Um, in in one of the victims, they had their before and after photos, and they were like intimate photos because they were having like some personal surgery done mm -hmm. and they uh, so a number oh, i don't know where is there is there more to this story or just uh -huh. i click read more with that's bad it. Teeth. <laughs> honestly this is just like full of ads and everything this is terrible. coming out of that drain man times now news brought to you from 1993 Three where GeoCities was a thing. I'd like to but, point out to everyone that Javad chose this story because, and this link. No. Deny it. Go ahead. Okay, anyway, back to what's going on here. Anyway, <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna like forget this website. <laughs> <laughs> the story is the clinic got attacked, and they were ransomed and what have you but then the the the, the patients each well, a lot of them they who've come forward they said that they got uh approached directly and they were asked for 800 dollars each which a lot smaller than the big thing but there's a lot more customers there and you know you you do it in, in affordability of your of yeah. your victims um and they said if you don't we will spread the photos and they sent them a link to a website where they were hosting it. And one of them didn't pay. At least one didn't pay. And these guys, they shared the photos uh, with some of their family, co-workers, and neighbors, whoever they could get hold of. 
And one of the people was quoted as saying like they feel like they they just don't want to ever leave the house again. They don't feel like they can face anyone. So you can see this like a really, really big um, personal impact on, on people. It's There's more to that, though, Javad. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, plastic surgery clinics, we all think of it as, you know, getting beautified and, and elective surgery. But a lot of this stuff is actually also done as recovery from accidents or disfigurement or stuff like that. That's not it's not necessarily just to look pretty. Right. And so this is adding insult to injury. These stories, honestly, legitimately, like in my heart, piss me off hmm. because a lot of these folks, you know, they, they've been in a car accident. They've been in a in a fire. They've been burned. They have all of this stuff that they're already dealing with. And then on top of it, they have these people threatening before and after photos of their plastic surgery and in, you know, in, in various states of undress that are necessary when it comes to the doctors looking at this stuff and figuring out how they're going to do these. I mean, it's not like these photos are not necessary to, to take. Right. Yeah. Um, and it just, uh, it, it, it's really one of these things that, that really fires me up when I see stories like this, even like the one here in Florida. Yeah. A lot of it's elective, a lot of it's cosmetic, uh, for the sake of being cosmetic, mm. but a lot of it's not either. And, ah, these people are scum. They are. But on, on, on a happier note, on, on a, I suppose, positive spin, I'm, I'm, what are you putting a face like that for? I'm just, I'm, I'm stewing on the inside, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I also think it's really brave of you that despite, you know, everyone's concern, you, you never elected for cosmetic surgery to fix the mess that. How do you know? How do better? you know this isn't better? Oh, wow. Well, I'm not one to shame. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you are. 100% you, you are. <laughs> do you drive a Honda, Toyota, VW, or General Motors vehicle? I actually have none of those. Wow. Not even part of the, the groups, I suppose, because Toyota owned Toyota and Lexus and then no, no. VW owned. You don't have a Toyota? Oh, you know what? My daughter has a Volkswagen. But okay. but I have we have a Hyundai and a and a Ram, which is a Dodge product. Oh, or, okay. Or Stellantis, yeah. Anyway, 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 uh, anyway. These car companies with their fancy schmancy like phone integration services, like Android Auto, Apple Pay, and oh, Apple Pay, you know, Apple yeah. Car, whatever it's called. CarPlay. CarPlay. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. They, when you synchronize your phone with, when you connect your phone to it, it synchronizes all your text messages and your phone call history. And then it continually intercepts everything and uh, doesn't delete it. And there's no way for you to delete it, apparently. Now, that's really interesting because, although I don't personally own these items, mm -hmm. I've been in rental vehicles. Yep with Toyota, with um, other brands like that, that I sync my CarPlay to, because that's how yeah. I get my GPS up when I'm doing a trip. Yeah. Wow. So the, the, the lawsuit said, once messages are downloaded, Burler software makes it impossible for vehicle owners to access their communication and call logs, but does provide law enforcement with access. That's, you know, I see, I know a lot of people wearing tinfoil hats, okay? And and this is why. <laughs> yes. This kind of stuff is why. I mean, and we, we say you're crazy, and then law enforcement is able to get to stuff like this 
Holy crap. Yep. And also many car manufacturers are selling car owners data to advertisers as a revenue boosting tactic. What a so shot. not only do we have car manufacturers like sub making you subscribe to get heated seats or, 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 or like extra horsepower out your engine, uh, they're also selling your data. But on top of that, they're not even subsidizing the price of the car. I mean, if they said like, hey, for 10K, you can buy a brand new Lexus. Sure, sell my data. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. You want some plastic surgery pictures? I'll throw those in too for, for yeah. $10,000 Lexus. Yeah. Right. No, no, but I, I just, this kind of stuff, you know, and <sighs> the latest car I bought was a 1987 Ford Mustang GT. And I think I'm just going to start driving old stuff like that. You know, and we always yep. joke about the fact that, like, if if you pull into a driveway at a car dealership before you're gone, you're getting these like Facebook ads for yep. car dealerships and stuff, yep. right? So it always makes you kind of wonder: Are they also selling like location information and stuff like that quickly to groups like that that do advertising? And oh my gosh, this is I'm gonna have to actually read this story. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, but anyway, the federal judge who this case was taken to threw it out saying it uh does the practice does not meet the threshold for an illegal privacy violation under state law in washington wow wow we got eric like dumbfounded on the show today that's the first i mean the the not the dumb part but the dumbfounded part like you know speechless that is the part where he is a bit that's uh, it we're moving to our property i'm digging a moat where i'm in florida it'll fill itself full of alligators <laughs> and i am just hiding from people anymore if they say that this isn't a violation of like privacy stuff wow i know okay uh you brought this uh story to our attention google warns how hackle hackers could abuse calendar services as a covert c2 channel is nothing sacred. I, I know. And this is just, you know, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, back in the day we used to, uh, we used to look for C2 communications and stuff like that. And then it was like, Ooh, they're getting clever and they're hiding it in DNS or, you know, port 53 traffic or, or FTP traffic and, and stuff like that. But I mean, seriously, like Google calendar being used for C2, this is, um, ugh, damn it, man. <laughs> it's like it's nothing sacred. I love my Google Calendar. I live and die by my Google Calendar. And now people are going out and abusing it. Pretty clever way to do this, though. It is. It is. I, I, I you know, and especially since when you see like a lot of the mail services are now in the cloud, so you're not hosting stuff yourself. So a lot of things are just like, hey, it's normal traffic. This yeah. is just normal. Like, yeah. You don't know what what's going on there. No. You know, it's interesting though. I mean, we've seen a couple of things happen with like these calendar things. Remember Google calendar had that, uh, that vulnerability where people were able to drop meetings on your calendar from nowhere with no authentication. Yep. And you're like, Oh, time for a meeting. And yep. lo and behold, it's yeah, not legitimate. Right. No. So we we've seen things being leveraged against calendar. It's just one of those things that I don't know, even, I don't even think of it as a threat vector all that much. <laughs> And then no. they, they pull something like this. I'm like, oh, man, come on. I mean, when you look at Google like Google or calendar invites, um, especially when it comes cross-platform. So if you're using Google and you get a, uh, a Teams invite or 
if you're using Teams and you get a Google, there's so much gobbledygook in the thing. Like someone who's invited to a Teams meeting and it's like 50 different hyperlinks in there yeah. all saying something like find the local number or find this. If it's yeah, Tuesday no. between the hours of 11 and 11.02 a.m., yeah. then use this link. And yeah. No, I know there's just like all this garbage for like the whole length of it. Yeah. I know. I know. So you just like randomly click. I'm like so many times I click on it and it takes you to the page that displays all the phone numbers on it or what have you. And it's like, no, I don't want that one. And well, just this week I had one and I clicked on and it took me to some message about um, not being a uh, an organizer. I was like, what the? And then I looked through it and that was like where you would make changes. It was at the top. I'm like, why would you put that at the top? Give me like where I'm supposed to go at the top. Yeah, it's... I Oh, God, boy, we sound like a couple grumpy old dudes right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know, this is not grumpy old dudes. This is literally like basic common decency in system design. Make it simple for people. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> like we have so many meetings nowadays because like so many people are remote or working hybrid or what have you. There's yeah. so many like video meetings time after time. You just want something, you know, we don't plan out. I don't plan out my day in the sense that I know some people, some people out there are like these meticulous planners. They were so, so like they'll book holidays a year in advance. They'll be looking for prices like, Oh, this flight, actually, if we take, an extra hop, it'll cost us $50 less per person. And, you know, I, I like that. I, I can, I can, yeah, I can. Weirdos, weirdos. But... <laughs> Dude, you saw me. I'm trying to book this trip where, you know, when we're going to Black Hat this year. Yeah. And I've got like, uh, you know, the, the Google Calendar set up just for that trip. I've got a document going with potential flights versus train trips. And, you know, I'm the same way, man. That I, it, it man, yeah. Okay. Do you, do you wake up every morning and do your uh, journaling as well? And before sleep, you you have your gratitude sort of list that you go through. Mm -hmm. And like, do you do? Are you to have the people that you start with an A three day planner in the beginning of the day? And say these are all the meetings I have. And you know, you know. no, I don't actually. I, that that's the funny thing is only certain things am I like this uh, on that level with and now i do live and die by my google calendar like i'll put stuff on there like i need to adjust slides for this presentation and i'll drop that in my calendar so i pin some time for it right um but for the most part uh i i tend to be pretty easygoing except when it comes to this stuff well how did we get on this tangent what are we because, talking about anyway? because i was saying how I normally don't look at the calendar invites for meetings ah. until literally a minute before it's due, and then I'll open it, <laughs> and then I'm frantically trying to click and find the link. And, you know, it's oftentimes when you're distracted or you're in a rush or you're trying to, like, squeeze in a comfort break in between meetings, uh, mistakes happen. Comfort break? Yes. Oh, huh. okay. You never, you never used that term before? No. Okay. A bio break. Is usually what. Okay, so this last story <laughs> I just bring up because I read the heading and immediately oh I thought, Eric, I know how we can make a few million dollars. Okay, I'm all ears. Let's do it. Okay, so we 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 spoke about Mr. Cooper, the um uh the or, or maybe we didn't, but Mr. Cooper, the the mortgage provider, they uh they they got popped uh a few weeks ago and services have been heard down. about that. Yep. And, you know, they've got 4.3 million customers, I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
It's the largest non-bank mortgage servicer in the U.S. And uh, because all their systems are down, people haven't been able to pay. And now they're offering enhanced payment options for customers. Oh, no. And Do you have to pay extra to pay your bill? Is that, is that what we're going I for? No, 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 no. So they've provided customers with phone payments, mail service, Western Union, oh, Western Union, MoneyGram, and one-time web payment options. So wow. all I'm saying, they've got 4.3 million. So you just find any U.S. customer list. There's bound to be some Mr. Cooper customers yeah, yeah. on that list. And you just say, hello, we're calling for Mr. Cooper's. Can you make the payment via Bitcoin to this wallet? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. As you know, our other payment properties are down. And so therefore, we would like to make it easy for you. Exactly, exactly. That's brilliant. In fact, if you do do an upfront payment this month, you'll get three months, uh, 30% off the next three months. Oh, even like ACHs. You could be something along the lines of, you know, we know there's a fee for ACH, but we're willing to drop that uh, or take it off. Just send us that minus the $20 for an ACH payment and your world will be happy. Yep. Brilliant. Dude, this is awesome. What time are you going to start setting this up? I don't know, but, you know, this will fund your European trip. And (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're staying at the nice hotels this time around. Maybe swing by Dubai. Okay. We we need one of those uh, voiceovers going right now that speaks really quickly. This is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, is, there is no we accept no liability for anyone you're like using this this idea of this service. Exactly what you said. We're only kidding folks. This is all um satire. Satire, absolutely satire. Yes, satire. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was fun. That was fun. That was the last story I had. Did you have any more stories? No, not really. Okay, so good. Uh, we won't keep him around then. So thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for paying attention. And um, we'll see you again next week. I end that as a question every time because I'm never sure. Because I don't check my calendar that far in advance. I'm, I'm sure Eric has got it planned out for the next three years, what Fridays he can make for this show and which ones he doesn't. But weirdo. Anyway, stay secure, my friends. <laughs>